welcome back to uh, the Truth or Trash podcast. Um, Sarah and I are back, and we uh, for this episode we are looking at things that you should never ask or say to your doctor or your physician, right? Right. Yes. So just a little backstory on how Kevin and I got to this, this topic. I was actually just for my, for my business doing um, a little research to look up things that would frustrate patients um, around receiving healthcare and at um, office visits. Uh, so I don't know, remember a hundred percent how I worded it, but what I typed into Google was something like patient frustrations at office doctor's visits. And instead of kind of getting some, some data or, you know, some, some information on what patients have reported as, as being frustrating to them, I got all of these, you know, top 10 things you should never say to your doctor, top six things to never say at a medical visit, you know, all these lists about what, uh, if I step out of my role as a healthcare provider and just say like what all of us as patients are not supposed to do in an office visit. And I just, I, I looked at a few briefly, but honestly, I was just a little like, I don't know, I was kind of put off by that, I suppose. <laughs> um, so that is what I said to Kevin. And I said, I don't, I, this, I think we should do something with this topic, but I don't know how we use it in a, in a podcast or maybe I'll write something about it and, and do a do a social media post around it and and um you kevin had the idea he said let's just go over the list right the list could be truth or trash right yes. i'm a healthcare provider and so he was like i'm just gonna read you some of these and we can just decide like who made this list who got to decide what you can and can't say at a at a doctor's visit I, well yes yeah th no this I, is this is definitely good we will do a truth or trash are there are there things that you shouldn't say? Are there things that you should not say to your healthcare provider? And we'll go over each one and, and we will make a ruling. There's 10 of them. And we will make a ruling on whether these are truth or trash. And I will come at it from the patient side and you can come at it from the both patient and provider side, right? You are, you are both. You, wait, who's your healthcare provider? Who is your, who's your, are you your like, own oh, primary? Don't ask me that. Do I treat myself? I I do have a healthcare provider. I see a lovely nurse practitioner. I have only seen her twice because we had all the COVID pandemic things. Uh, my previous two providers retired, and that's oh. how I kind of. Um, that's how I yeah. I was gonna say that's how I stumbled onto her, but that's not honestly true. I knew her when she was a nurse practitioner student and liked her and sought her out. Um, when I, when my, my previous provider retired, so found her and she took me on. Oh, yeah. good. Well, I'm yeah, glad that but... you have somebody that you go to and you're not just, I mean, obviously, I mean, obviously you, you have the knowledge to, but sometimes it's nice to, to maybe like ask somebody else, right. For like a second opinion, maybe, or a first-ish opinion, I guess. Um, you... A first-ish opinion. I, yes, I think, uh, I, I have, I do have a post on this, or maybe I have a post, or maybe I've just given it at some, like, when I'm ranting at, you know, some dinner party, people are probably tired of listening to me. <laughs> but one of them is, I, I will digress slightly, then we can get to the list. Uh, I, I have, a, I definitely have given like a little spiel at a presentation around how many areas in our life that we have choice, or that we exercise our choice. So I chose my hairdresser. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I chose what, what daycare provider we had for our kiddos, who babysits them, who grooms our dogs, who picks up our garbage. I, there's just all these things in your life where you, you look at what's out there, you make an educated choice and you, you know, you go there, right? Except when it comes to your healthcare provider, or at least for a lot of people, your primary care provider, you're either yeah. given, uh, you're given whoever is just on that day that can get you in at the practice whoever your insurance assigns you to. Um, those are kind of the main things, right? You just call in randomly and they give you whoever's got the next available appointment or, you know, whoever's low man on the totem pole for their, their patient census that month. And they're going to yeah. be the first one to take the next 10 patients that call in. So I, yeah, I, I, that part, I'm like, this is a like, at least from your primary care provider perspective, to me, I take that role very seriously. And I think this is the person you're choosing to partner with that is going to be with you through this, your whole health journey. You might add other specialists over the years and go out and seek different tests and different advice, but this main person should really know you and you should really like them and you should choose them. It should be a purposeful choice on your part to be like, we are going to work well together. Let's, let's do this. And I don't, I don't think a lot of, I don't, yeah, no, I don't know how right. people do that. I mean, no, I did it like because that. I am in the healthcare profession and I have the ability to work and precept and mentor and teach a lot of students and work in different settings. So you do just get to know people. So I knew who I would and would not like to care for me, but average, you know, well, don't, no, you're, don't do that. you're right. And and that's that's honestly, you know, actually, that's a good segue into this list, because that's kind of how this list comes up is because we don't get to choose who our healthcare provider is. It's, it is. It's always just like you, you know, insurance comes up, you know, whatever. You can go to these people, you call into somebody, they have room for you and you just end up with them. And then you just end up with somebody. And like you said, it's just, you know, it's. It, it's not a choice at all. And I think that that's how this list comes about is because there's so many people out there with providers that they would otherwise not, not want to be with probably in most cases. Um, and which is why they have to like, feel like they have to like tap dance or do all these other things. Um, so that leads us to the first one, right? You know, because like, once again, if you don't feel comfortable with your doctor, the first thing they say that you should never uh, say to your healthcare provider um, is anything that is not a hundred percent truthful. Um, so yeah, don't say anything that's not a hundred percent truthful. What do you I, think on uh, that one? That that is that is true. That is true. If you if you are working with a provider that you don't feel comfortable being a hundred percent truthful with, that should be a sign that you need to find. A different provider. I come at it as I want to provide you with the best care possible. And in order to do that, I just, I need to know everything that's going on. So I can only help you if you're being honest and telling me what is really happening. Um, and that is the goal of, I think, most health, most healthcare providers to create an environment where people feel comfortable doing that. Um, but that's true. You should be honest. We, we don't judge. We don't tell other people. It's, you know, we're just there to, to, to advocate and, and to help you. And if I don't know that you started smoking cigarettes again or that your two beers a night is really six beers a night, 
you know, there's different tests I might offer you. There's different medication choices I might make for you based on information you give me. And if I don't have that information, then, you know, I can, I can give you a medicine that when you mix it with that much alcohol is can cause a seizure, you know, but I don't, yeah. if you're not telling me that. I don't, I don't know that. So be truthful, yeah, even if it feels sucky, you, you need to have a person that you are comfortable with being a hundred percent truthful to. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. Obviously. I mean, you know, be truthful with your healthcare provider for the obvious reasons you just stated. Um, I will add some caveats though. I will add some caveats. Um, so one, I think people are, are like, I, I would, here's what I would say. I would say be a hundred percent truthful with your healthcare provider but like on the things like when you're filling out that form of like whatever history, I would say if you feel uncomfortable with some things, don't don't write them down. Tell your provider in person always what you think. But sometimes those because those I feel like I don't know maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like those I feel like those sheets go directly to your insurance. So if you say like, so I always remember like like they always say, well you're a smoker. Well no I'm not a smoker, but like when I was in the army for like three years I smoked like. I don't know, like when I drank or like, you know, I smoked maybe like the equivalent of like a pack a month or something or a pack every two months. I was not by any means like what you would consider a smoker, but I was trying to be obvious, but it's like, wait a second. Like, is this now just going to the insurance company? Now the insurance company has labeled me a smoker. So I think be a hundred percent truthful with your provider, but be careful what you write down on paper. Cause unless you know where that paper is going to, then you could all of a sudden be labeled all kinds of things that you didn't even know that you were being labeled. Um, and so that I would be, I would be wary with. And the second thing is I know if my, with like a lot of my cancer people, especially people doing alternative treatments, you know, the doctors are always like saying, you know, I don't do this stuff, but I don't know, like put it this way. There's almost no cancer patient that if the cancer patient isn't just doing the strict, like, whatever thing they're doing, they are doing, they are taking a crap ton of like other meds and like supplements. I can like, you know, and they are not, and trust me, they are not telling you because it's, because it's literally one of the codes basically in our like things. It's like, don't tell your doctor because a lot of times our doctors will get like mad at us and things like that. But it's like, you don't, but they don't know because like when it's your life on the line, like, you know, you're trying stuff and, you know, you know, and like, guess what? The mortality rate from, uh from chemo guess what hasn't improved since like the 50s like it's still like the same um so you know once again yes be honest as possible especially if it's just like if you're like a normal health and you're like just like with your primary i would say yes but you know there are some things where you know like i said i've seen some cases where like where your doctor is just like kind of like will really like go off on you if you know so it's like i don't know so sometimes we don't in, in these in these really specialized situations i i um yes i can see how that could happen i guess and i i would again return to like hopefully you found a provider that knows you and you have a relationship with that you could say that and you know even if they don't a hundred percent agree with what you're what you're doing i think if you know a lot of times i might say um, you know, I might not have hard medical research to support some of this supplement use, randomized controlled trials, or you know what to turn to. Um, but you might also not have data that it's harmful either. So I think yeah. that that it doesn't have to be a hard shutdown or a shaming experience. Um, 
I haven't had cancer. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I'd probably be trying everything, right? Anything and everything and reading everything. And yeah. Yeah. Um, in your caveat about writing things down, I, there's, it's, it's probably true. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but you should be a little <laughs> cautious. Can I say that? I don't know. It's going to get me in trouble. Um, well, no, no. Well, you, well, you don't have to. You, you, don't, you don't take insurance. So you, you, you don't take insurance to, exactly to avoid that situation where it's like they can talk to you 100% and be open because it doesn't leave the room with you. You know? doesn't leave. doesn't leave. If you're paying for that visit, um, then that's your information. If you're sending that out to a third party, to reimburse, they have access to that information. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not saying they do. I mean, they obviously have millions of clients. They're not out randomly searching through everybody's charts. No. But, uh, but it, like you said, it is something that I think they have, they have access to. That you don't, data. you don't want it on record in case they do decide to start snooping, you know, because then, you know, you know, because listen, maybe they don't at first. But maybe you get like a couple procedures, or you or you get now you have high blood pressure, and you have two other things, and now maybe start they start looking at your chart a little more or whatever your file, you know. So like I said, always be you know I think we can agree always be one hundred percent honest in the room with your provider, uh, yes. and then you can just be careful or cognizant of what you are writing down on paper. Maybe that's you know. I don't think that's a bad thing, you know. Always be careful yeah. of what you're, of what you're disclosing to people that who who will, who will see this who are not your provider. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. Second second one is anything condescending, loud, hostile, or sarcastic. It says although most people realize that doctors are regular people too, some believe that doctors are never allowed to make mistakes. Patients need to realize that doctors are their partners and getting belligerent or nasty will only harm the relationship. I would like to leave this one off just in the sense of like, I have started to see, because I go to a lot of like doctor's visits and posted everywhere on every doctor's thing are these signs now that say like, if you are rude, rude, and I'm like, what is going on in these in these rooms? Like, it's it's like if you are rude or nasty or something, like we will, you know, it's like all these like warnings basically to patients, like not to like, I don't know, like yell at the doctors or whatever. Um, don't yell at us. Uh, so, yeah, I... these weird signs. So I don't know. What do you think about this one? Don't yell. I I mean, I, mean, I think that. The basic, it's true, right? Treat people the way you want to be treated is kind of what yeah. I always a golden rule, right? That I tell my my children: just be kind, and default to good, you know, before you jump to negative. Um, I I don't think you can't be sarcastic, or you can't raise a counterpoint, or ask to discuss something further. There are ways that, that people can engage in more of a um, a discussion, or I was going to say a confrontation that, that can be, that can in the end end smoothly, right? Yeah. It doesn't involve yelling and, and, but COVID is, yeah, it's just bad. Yeah. I don't I remember. This is, this is I would say in the COVID, last sounds like. I, three years, maybe, maybe a little before I definitely in the last three to five years, I, I think the amount of patients that, 
Now, also, I had transitioned out of more of my primary care role, and I was, I think you see more of this type of behavior in um, hospitals, in hospitals, in urgent cares, in ERs, maybe a little bit in specialty appointments where patients don't necessarily have uh, a longer standing relationship with you. This might be their first time meeting you, and they they have, you know, every, everybody's short staff, right? I'm waiting longer yeah. for my, my Duncan in the morning, and like you're waiting longer <laughs> in the in the ER. And so, so it just, it, the, the baseline societal tolerance and frustration level, I sense is just, it's just high. Yeah. And um, that definitely yelling at the front real... desk, yelling at the staff. Yeah. You know, front desk for sure. Yelling at, at, oh geez. Yeah. And at us. Um, I mean, this, yeah, this definitely would... seems to be a baseline reaction to like society right now. I would say society, mm -hmm. obviously like a political environment is very toxic and uh, people are just like, you know, I mean, listen, it's no, you know, and obviously healthcare somehow got swept into this whole political thing that you, if you believe in healthcare now, you are, you know, a liberal. And if you think that the healthcare is bad or, you know, a sham, then you are Republican for some reason. Um, so and I can see I can see where this is coming from, but yeah, obviously, I mean, this this number two is almost like yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know, duh, like don't be kind of set, like don't be an a hole to your provider, like yeah, yes, we can yeah. we can all agree that that's not a good thing. It's not going to get not you anywhere. Um, any okay, so number three, do not ask anything related to your health care when we are off the clock. Doctors are entitled to personal life, which includes going out in public on occasion uh, when patients run into doctors at restaurants or the golf course or the community or community event, they should avoid asking for medical advice. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, generally, I mean, I would say, yeah. I, I suppose, doesn't that, I don't know, it just sounds like don't disturb us, right? These doctors or healthcare providers were like, oh, tiptoe around us if you see us any place. Maybe I'm taking it too literally. I don't know. Um, I am asked medical. I, I mean, the type of service I'm running now is is direct primary yeah. care, cash-based. Patients have my cell number, right? You have I have 20 years of experience, and you get that, and you get my cell number, and I will answer. So this is yeah. so I'm I'm open to that because that is the type of model I'm currently running. But prior to that. I think it depends. A quick question, not a big deal. You're delving into something that's really personal or deep or probably not the time. Um, yeah. But, I, you know, at the grocery store, if you're in, if I'm in that checkout line and a patient's behind me, they usually, they might, they might ask something. It doesn't, doesn't usually upset me. Yeah. It's the middle of the road. Sense. It depends on the topic and it depends on the location. Yeah. If it's something light, like, oh, you know what? Turns out, you know, we were going to come and see you again anyway because Timmy has this cough thing or whatever. And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, come see. You know, if it's like surface like that, whatever, yeah, fine. But like, yeah, obviously, mm -hmm. if you're like, you know, pulling down your pants to be like, hey, look at this thing. Or even like, you know, obviously, like, no, like, don't get deep into like the weeds right. of your stuff, you know. Um, right. You know, I, with you, it's a little bit different, obviously, because that's part of what they're paying for is like, is more off the clock access. But yes, in general, I would agree with this. Don't go full out. If you see your doctor at the movie theater, don't sneak up and sit next to him and start talking about the boil on your buttocks. You know? I know. Can I tell you? I'm like, do I share the stories? Um, 
I, I did have one of my patients. We were in line. This is years ago. She was an, an elderly woman. Um, in line to get a sandwich at like a local deli place at lunch. I was there and, and she ended up um, behind me. And we made some small talk, which was fine. And then her husband like came around the corner who I had not seen. And all of a sudden she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is perfect. I'm glad you're here. And she lifts his shirt up to show me <laughs> this, this skin growth that she wanted me to like in line. People are ordering sandwiches. And I, he was even a little taken aback. Like, uh, what? Yeah. doing but um i looked and gave some advice because what are you what are you going to do right yeah. it's fine but she had no malintention right she was clearly no. worried about something and just saw this like perfect opportunity and so yeah yeah you do it but, yeah it, um, like you said it's a sweet you know she's like you know she wasn't you know generally that's not something you want to do but hey you know, it happened. It was already before you knew it was already it was already happening. So it's like, uh, all right. I guess right? I guess we're doing this. I guess this is I a skin. Had to look at that. Point. <laughs> I guess we're doing. Yeah, this is what we're I guess doing. we're doing a, a dermatologist <laughs> appointment right here while you're getting a sandwich. Right. right. Um. So four is complaining. You should not complain about other doctors when patients complain about other doctors. It usually shows up a huge red flag saying this patient is difficult, and may try to sue me someday. Um, at best, it may make the doctor want to walk on eggshells, and at worst, it could cause the doctor to try hard to avoid the complaining patient. What What do you think about this? Complaining about, how do you feel if somebody complains to you about another medical professional? Uh, I think it's it's middle of the road. I think it's fair, and it is sometimes helpful, for them to voice um, maybe a prior relationship or interaction with a healthcare provider that did not go well. Yeah. Um, I might know that provider and I might be like, Oh, I could exactly see how that, how yeah. you might have that response to that person that they are an excellent surgeon, but I have seen them interact with patients and it doesn't always go well. You know, you just might, yeah, exactly. I might know you might. So I can, sometimes you can put that in context and it isn't totally off putting to me. Um, it could give you maybe a little bit of insight. I don't think it would make me walk. If I had a patient where I felt like I just had to walk on eggshells, it just wasn't going to, this isn't going to work the relationship, yeah. right? I can't be fully caring for you if, if I can't just be myself and be open and give you the advice that I think you should have. Um, but what was a, Oh, now I'm digressing. I'm off track. Um, Oh, but it might give you clues to just how they prefer that you communicate with them. Right. So, so yeah. I mean, you could kind of spin that, I, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, you could put it also like you don't go into a new job and, or a job interview and completely complain no, yeah, trash about your, old, your, your old company. Right. Because, right. yeah, because There's, then it's like, well, then what do you, I mean, I, I definitely agree. With, I mean, I definitely, once again, like this, you know, this is turning, you know, like a little bit like, yeah, sort of, but yes, generally don't talk trash about other doctors. Like you said, you can go in and for sure say things, interactions or things that did that happen that you weren't happy about, which is fine. Everybody understands that, you know, but I, you know, once again, with common sense, everybody knows the difference between like, Hey, like I had this bad interaction or this person was like, you know, listen, th that other person could have been a total dick, like very possible. But there's also a difference between if you just come in and you're like, just like gossiping and like talking smack about people. So if you're like a gossipy Susan or Ted or whatever, 
not to be sexist, if you're gossipy, whatever, and you are talking about a snack, like that's probably not a good thing. People probably will be a little bit like wary of you, but a hundred percent voice your yeah. opinion. If you had like a bad interaction that, you know, that you felt uncomfortable with, with somebody else, you know? Yes. That, so. uh, that sums it up perfectly. So it's, it's a, um, it's a medium. We need true yeah. crash or in between. Um, we call it ish. Truth, trash we have, we have, ish. Oh, we call it. Well, truth, I'm, going ish, with, I'm going with ish. I'm yeah. going with either trash ish, truth ish, truth ish. I had, I had, I had a, I had a, uh, a professor at my when I went to my uh, coding boot camp, and uh, he famously would always say he would never say yes or no. He would always say yes ish or no ish, which was funny but also very true. It was you know, you know it was also like yeah, I guess I can always see that he would never say yes or no. Yes ish, no ish. Hmm. Um, okay, number six. Where are we? Number four? Oh, six. Uh, oh. Six. Um, don't say Can anything. We do five like, for sure. Yep. Five. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, sorry. Five. You're right. Sorry. Okay, five. Five is don't um, say anything that is, a, that is a huge overreaction. Hmm, hold on, let me. Yes, doctors must display empathy and sometimes have to deliver bad news to patients who then experience strong emotional reactions. However, patients should check their strong emotions at the door and avoid overreacting to minor incidents such as cuts, scrapes, or case of pink eye. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This one, this one's kind of trash. Yeah. I mean, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Like, you know, whatever. The only people. It's my family. It's my family around. The only people <laughs> that healthcare providers say that to are their family members. Yeah. That is like, yes, that's when I'm like, really, really, it's, is your leg still? It's still attached, right? It's not ripped. Like you're fine. Lock it up. That's gonna be your response. I think. I think that's a minor, minor paper cut or like. So yeah. we do poo poo. I do, and I don't. And it's not just me. I just heard this. My colleague. You do tend to kind of. <laughs> um, encourage you know have less tolerance for your family members maybe uh overly um what did they say not strongly yeah, overly, having, yeah having like big big overreactions or strong emotions yeah. but yeah but what are you gonna do yeah. you can't tell somebody how to react to something you know like you know unless no. the react short of the reaction being i punch you in the face like the person's reaction is the person's reaction like that's kind of a that's kind of a trash. Right. Unless, uh, unless say. you are living with me, and, and then uh, yeah, unless, yes, unless you live in my house, and then you just need to like tone it down. Like nothing should be over a two. Like just you're gonna live. Yes. Well, I think we're all thankful have. that we are not married or your kids. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, you're great. You're great. Oh. But yes, um, we all do that. Even even any parent. I think most parents are like, or I mean, at least whatever. I am the same way with my kids. I'm always like, like, calm it down. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But, okay, six. Anything that involves asking for a quote-unquote favor that will get you in trouble. Many, so it says, maybe the patient's mom wants you to take a quick look at the sibling who doesn't have an appointment or, you know, under the radar. Or maybe the patient wants you to tell their employer that they need more time off when they actually are unable to turn. Um, when they actually are able to return to work, patients need to realize that doctors are not above the law um, and the laws of the land or laws of insurance. To, so stop asking for a special 
treatment. So should they don't ask don't ask for, for special favors. treatment. Don't ask for favors. Right. So things that are illegal, obviously no. Like yeah. it's no. I can't I can't write a note for your employer when you're totally fine and make up a story that you're not, right? That's not um it's just not ethical. I wouldn't do it. Um, I definitely, if you show up with three kids and two of them are sick and the one that wasn't sick suddenly doesn't, doesn't look great. I, I don't, you're going to see them. That doesn't, no. that doesn't bother me. So I think there's, um, maybe there's a gray area, but I, most people know what's over the line. In my opinion, I think asking yeah. to have another family member seen or, maybe adding on something else to your visit, albeit sometimes it can like be a little tough because of time crunches based on clinic flow. Um, but I don't think that's in a, inappropriate. Um, things that verge on unethical or illegal, yeah, just don't put it out there. Yeah. Well, with you, so the good thing is with you, if that were to happen, then you would see them. Like if you, if somebody was with you and they had their one kid there, and they made the appointment for the one, but now the other one's getting sick, then you would see them right then, and you would make sure to, like, take care of them. Um, if you're seeing somebody who's in the traditional system, you know, like you said, it's a little more of a tightrope. It's like, well, maybe if one kid is sick and the other kid looks like he's getting sick from the same thing, and you know, you know, like you said, maybe, maybe, you know, um, you know, especially not if it's not something, like, completely different. If it's like, oh, my one kid is sick, and oh, yeah, my other kid has like a uh, like a tick thing or something, you know. Maybe, you know, then it's like maybe I can make a separate appointment. But then, obviously, like you said, <clears throat> the um, you know illegal stuff or whatever, like you know meds or time off or signing you know work papers that are fraudulent, like obviously no. Yeah, yeah, we can't do it. We have licenses, and they get reviewed, and that's that's usually what I just say to patients. Like I, I, I need my license to practice and to do what I do and to help other people. And I can't, I can't put it on the line for this. Yeah. I won't. I just, we, I'm not we, risking it for you. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That makes, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good thing to always have too, right? In your back pockets. Okay. I have a license. All right. And I ain't losing it for you. So, um, <laughs> yeah. for, okay. So for number seven, patients should not do anything that starts with, well, I read this article on the internet and I think I have, um, so, things don't get me wrong it's never a bad thing when a patient takes interest in his or her care or wants to learn more about a medical medical condition by reading articles online however self-diagnosing without first talking to a medical professional is a slippery slope that can cause patients unwanted unwarranted anxiety so should patients kind of lead off or let their doctor know about like hey i've been researching and here's what i found or here's what i think or what do you feel about yeah, that? Yeah, I I think they should. I think that's fair to bring in. I mean, it's the world it's the world we live in now, right? Any information, it's kind of at your fingertips. Whether it's accurate, whether you are interpreting it in the full context of what's going on, that's a different question. Um, it, it, yeah, I I think that's trash. I think you can you can lead with that and you can bring that up. And I'd almost would prefer that you do. Because if you've researched something that has you going down one whole path of what you think it is, then I don't. You're going to view whatever I tell you in the context of that, or 
it might lead you to tell me certain symptoms or leave out other symptoms because that has already colored your your view, your if you will. View. Yeah. So if you're just open and you just say, hey, I, I, I've got blah, 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 blah going on and I looked it up and it sounds like a lot of the same things that would happen if you had this. I'm worried about having, you know, just I'm worried about having this. That is also a key piece that, um, how do I want to say this? Sometimes I need to know what what you what you need, if if yeah. that makes sense. Like if you're really worried about X because you looked this up on the internet, and you didn't tell me that, and I tell you, I don't think you have strep throat. Your test was negative. You're fine. It's probably virus. Go home. Which could be 100% accurate information, but in your mind, it's throat cancer because your grandfather had it, and you've looked it up, and you're convinced it's what you have. Yeah. You're still going to leave there worried about that. Yeah. Whether you need to be or not, you're going to, because I didn't tell you that I don't, why I don't think you have that, but I didn't yeah. know that you were concerned about that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. As long as you were, yeah. As long as I think my healthcare perspective would be, I want to know, but I also would like you to be open to listening to my thought process about why maybe that Google search diagnosis might not fit in your case. So, yeah. Bring it up and let's have an open dialogue about it. Yeah. That, that I would appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, from the patient side, so my experience has been often, obviously, stuff with cancer and stuff like that is uh, people are usually not super receptive um, to this kind of stuff. I will agree with you, though, to bring it up. Um, and you want to find, and honestly, it's just like, just, you know, almost like bumper stickers, like, like, like if somebody has a bumper sticker on their car, that's like a fast way for me to know, like, I don't want to know you. Um, I don't want to be friends with you. Same kind of thing with, with, with medical professionals. If you bring something up and, and the medical professional like quickly starts getting annoyed, um, and they will, they will get visibly annoyed and like short with you. That's your quickest way to go. Okay. I don't want to see you anymore. Like I need to find somebody else. Um, and once again, not because you are a doctor and you know more than them, but they have to be willing to, to listen to your concerns and whatever you have found. And sometimes what you find is actually helpful to them. And like you said, in other times, even though what you present may not be that helpful or totally wrong, at least they end up, the doctor ends up or the professional ends up explaining to you why it is that that's not it. You know, because they might go, well, no, it's not that because where you have this thing, it actually travels up this pathway. So it would go to this side of your body. You know what I'm saying? So like they can explain that to you so you can go, oh, okay, gotcha. Um, which is super important. But if they're not willing to yeah. listen to you, then yeah. then that's, that's, a, or, that, that's a red flag. And... I agree. I agree. I think that's, that's trash. You can, you can say that as long as you are open to hearing the feedback about it. Yes. Like, you know, if I could say, no, this exactly what you read is true. This is why I don't think it applies to you right now. These would be the things to watch for because maybe you will have that in two weeks if X, Y, and Z doesn't work. Or so, you know, there's, yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, um, that, that's exactly, that's, that's, like, once again, that's, that's, that's the importance of having somebody like you who's willing to listen and stuff like that. And then also, you can also, as a patient, understand too and i and i think we should make this a blog post too we should make this one which is like actually how to do research because people always say i did my research which really usually means you did a really bad google search and found something on healthline.com and now but it's like no if you really want to do a, an actual search like there are like 
a list of like 20 journals that are like accepted. You know, you can look at those journals yep. and see how many that they're cited by. And that will tell you like how valid this is. And if you bring that to a medical professional, then they should be much more open to listening to it. And if, if nothing else, they'll just be more impressed with you and not think that you're like, just like a total whack job. Um, so that's a decent. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. okay. So I number mean... eight. Oh, sorry. Do you want, sorry. No, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Number eight, anything that is overly demanding. Um, so yeah, anything. So if the patient is being super demanding and saying like, you know, the, the health that doctors are not your servants, um, constantly demanding treatments and tests and medications and referrals can be very hard on a provider. Uh, so what do you think? Can patients be too demanding? Yes, yes. I think the key to that is getting at what is making them demanding, I guess. Does that make sense? Like, are you, um, do you not have a good patient provider relationship that they're untrusting of your, your diagnoses or your treatment plans or your information? So they're continuing to seek additional whatever consults and tests and labs and, you know, so they're demanding yeah. extra things. Um, are they kind of just have a lot of health anxieties or, you know, is there something else at the core and maybe just asking them that, you know, like I, yeah. we could keep doing these, these tests, but this, uh, you know, I always, I don't know. I always think in my head, and I think most providers, do you have to know what you are going to do with those results of that test? Before you order anything, you have to have a plan of what you are going to do when that comes back and yes. what that will indicate. And if and if you're ordering it just to order in a in a piece, I mean, that does happen. And sometimes there is value in that because that is what this this case or this patient needs to just see that negative chest x-ray to let them sleep again or something right so, so yeah. i'm not saying you would never order some that might be the reason why you're ordering it just for you've gotten to the point that that is just needed to give this peace of mind um and that isn't always a bad isn't always a bad thing so um being demanding just to be for demanding sake it's probably not a great um uh, characteristic in any aspect of your life in general um in the healthcare arena i would say if you can get to the root of what is causing them to come off that way um and try to alleviate that that would be that would be good because that's that's caring for them and that's going to help them go on to other providers and other aspects of their life and be yeah. happier. Yeah, yeah, this one's a little bit of a double-edged sword because, yes, like you said, don't be de- – yes, I mean, in general, you shouldn't be demanding because that's not a good thing for, like, anything in life. Um, you know, if you are kind of demanding or asking for a lot of stuff, hopefully you're self-aware enough to go maybe bring it up to the doctor and, and, and or the doctor can realize this and, like, together you guys can, can figure out, like – what's the core of this? Like, what's the core thing of, of why, you know, of what mm-hmm. you're seeking from these things. Um, but I also feel like maybe like if you were that self-aware, then you probably wouldn't do it in the first place. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, 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 I mean, I sometimes 
I, it hasn't happened in my, my personal practice all that often, but it has a hand, you know, a couple of times over the years where people have come to me with something and I've done all the tests and everything you could think that would, you know, appropriately evaluate the certain situation. And in the end, you, you really are like, I, nothing's showing up. I don't think there's anything really going on. And a couple of patients are like, I know there's something wrong with me. I don't, I don't believe that I'm going to find someone who will do X, Y, and Z. And sometimes you just have to say, okay, yeah. like I've, I've evaluated this to the, to what I feel needs to be the fullest. And I've provided you with all of this information and it, it that's, that is your right. You can take this information and seek additional, you know, consultation. So yeah. that, you know, it does, it does, it doesn't happen. Like I said, I don't think it happens super often, but, um, but sometimes that is the, that is fine. And, and maybe that, that could just be better, yeah. you know, it's just better on both sides. But, no, I, I agree. Anyway. I think, um, okay. So number nine, um, any type of incessant questioning doctors quickly become wary of patients who show up with a list of 30 questions about their medical conditions um i'm gonna call definitely trash on this one in my opinion because it's like yes i, I know i know doctors get annoyed when you ask questions but hey, listen this is your provider this is your provider this is your life this is your health care so if they cannot mm-hmm. if they cannot if they cannot sit there and calmly you know take questions from you you know for the one time they see you in you know a quarter or a half a year or an entire year then it's like once again find somebody else because like you got to be able to ask questions i yes i i agree with that and my my only caveat to that is unfortunately at least speaking of kind of the current u.s insurance-based healthcare model um you just need to be Ideally, when you schedule that visit, you you request that there is extra time. You don't get yourself scheduled for a, a whatever an earache, and then have a list of lots of questions not pertaining to the to that problem that you said you were presenting for. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, if time allows, I mean. My, yeah, that's just why I don't practice in this system anymore because that's just a really yeah. shitty situation. Unfortunately, I yeah. hate to say it, but that is that is sometimes what what happens. And if you if uh, as a provider you choose to sit and take the time and do that list because maybe this person waited, you know, two months to get in to see you, or um, I don't know, they don't have transportation and this is the one day they could get a ride, and the only visit yeah. you had was a quick ten minute visit, and they had all this other stuff they wanted to talk about. So um, ideally, you want yeah, ask the questions and you should be able to, to sit and calmly have a dialogue and address that. And the only thing I could see as being a barrier to that is, is the time crunch, which. Yeah. Well, which this is, is good. I mean, this is why you are different. Like, this is why, you, this is why coming to you. Yeah, yeah. And if you are listening from outside of Sarah's, well, actually Sarah can do telemedicine all over the U S so don't let that be a barrier. Yeah. But for some reason, if you're not seeing Sarah with your provider, <laughs> You know, this is why look for a provider in, in your area who also uses this uh, same model because with Sarah, you can come in and you can sit down with her and you can take a 45-minute meeting with somebody and answer all their questions, whereas in the traditional system, they are forced by insurance to, you know, hey, whip you through. Like, hey, listen, you know, I you were here for this one thing. Uh, you know, here's my evaluation for that. Yeah. And I got to go. 
Sorry. Yeah. So my girlfriend, I don't know. That is true. I don't know if it's still the case. Um, I should actually ask her about that, but I know my girlfriend, Lisa moved to Canada. Uh, her husband was from there. They moved back, um, to where he was from in Ottawa and she was, you know, new to kind of accessing the healthcare system there. And she's, she said, you get one problem, you get one thing. Ooh. And, and I was like, Oh yeah. But she's like, no, 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 no. I went there for this. And I also had like, um, like she's, she's a social worker and she had been, you know, um, recently kind of had been able to get whatever the card is that lets you work there. I don't know. She'd just gotten yeah. a job and she was doing a lot of online training stuff anyway. So she was having some elbow pain and some elbow tendonitis stuff. And so she tried to mention my, the elbow and they just were like, just sh shut her immediately down. <laughs> we have one problem only. You can schedule a visit on your way out the door and the, you know, and we will see you in two months for the, she was just like, oh, like she, it was, it was abrupt. It wasn't delivered. wasn't me, but it certainly was not friendly. It was no. just like, I don't like, no, we just, we don't play that here. Now nope, you're in Canada now, girlfriend, mm -mm. go back to the list, which surprised me. It doesn't seem Canadian. I think of them generally as a, as a country is a uh, very calm. Um, oh, they're people, not, they're but, terrible. They're just uh, as terrible as us, but they just, they just have that, ow. they just have that reputation. It's yeah. But, it, well, I, I was yeah. not, well, once again, I was in the army and the army has basically like socialized medicine. You, once you're in, you, you and all your family or whatever immediate family have healthcare access, but that is also the problem with the army, right? So anybody, so everybody, I mean, listen, obviously healthcare, you want everybody to have it, but the other side of that is, is when you have universal healthcare like that, um, you, like you said, you have one thing and they're like, nope, first of all, it takes you forever to get to see somebody like you, you make a, you make an appointment, you call up somebody for your dentist. You're like, Ooh, I have a toothache. And they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, how does, you know, uh, how does February sound? You're like, it's November. They're like, yep. How does February sound? So that's a real thing that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's, so that's one of those things of like, of like socialized medicine where we're like, we should, hopefully we could find some sort of in between here. And maybe this is kind of what your model is. Um, but yeah, it's great to have socialized medicine, but it also means that you get like, you know, you get one thing and it's like, hey, we have, you come back for the other thing and like, you don't necessarily get the best doctor or whatever because you don't really have a choice. So you see who you see. Um, you know, there's no shopping around doctors really. It's like kind of like, eh, well, yeah. who was available saw you. So hope you're happy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, okay, last one. Ten. Uh, do not drop a bomb at the end of an appointment. A really good way to annoy a doctor or healthcare provider is to wait until the end of an appointment to raise a major concern. Um, so this is the so-called doorknob question. So what is your, what do you feel about this? I know. I would say, um, I don't want to say it can be annoying. I, it, yeah, that seems harsh. <laughs> but also, I'm just. You can I'm be not, honest. I, just yeah, be honest. I, I just. They are. They are. They're grown up questions. And usually, what it is is the real reason they were there. Yes. And yeah. and it took um, the whole time developing, especially if you haven't seen, especially if you're new to seeing this patient, right? So they just got you because you were who were free that day or whatever. So. Um, so you don't necessarily have as much of a rapport. They are probably going to talk around the, what is really bothering them. 
And if it doesn't come out from you kind of teasing it out, then usually it does tend to be kind of blurted out at the end. Um, and again, if, if, if you leave the time crunch thing off the table, you just sit back down and you deal with it. Cause that's really what they wanted to know all along. Yeah. And it just took them, it just took them a little longer to get to that point. I think we've all probably had situation in our lives yeah. like that. Um, well, you know, it's an embarrassment. Usually if something like this happens, it's usually something embarrassing. Uh, you know, if it's, if it's, I think I have tendinitis or whatever, that's coming out right at the beginning, you know, because yeah. cause you have to make an appointment, you know, so when they call up to make the appointment, they might even like somewhat lie on the phone to say like, oh, I have like this pain in my knee. And then when they get in there, they plan to ask you the real thing because they, they don't want to explain to the receptionist like their super right. personal problem. And then that's why at the end of the thing, you get the whole like, and by the way, I have this like really horrid smell coming from my crotch. Um, so right. Right. like, yeah. So you know, what, you, know what, you know what could be a solve for this? We're going to solve this right now. We can solve this right now. All doctors, when they come in, all prov all providers, and Sarah, you know, if you want to try this, I would hope you maybe you would take it into account. Okay. When you first walk in, just say, well, well yours is a little bit different because, you know, they can come talk to you, uh, you know, directly. But uh, you should start off and just say, yeah. is everything wrong with your genitals? Is anything wrong with your butt? Is anything wrong with your breasts or your <laughs> armpits or your nipples? And if you just start off with that, then they're going to say, well, since you mentioned it. Have you have you done any risky behavior or <laughs> tried any new substances that you want to just put out there right now? Um, just hold up a doll. Yeah, just hold just up a doll it. and say, is there anything wrong here or here that you want to talk to me about first? Um, let's just talk. Let's just clear the air. And then they'd be like, no, no, really, really. I am here for a rash. But it's on my butt, so we should stop. Yeah. That now. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I can imagine. Right, that's all awkward. That is funny, though. Um, they do say, you know, um, you can say, "Is there anything else um, that typically doesn't?" You don't. Um, how do I say? It? Right, you don't want that to come out of your mouth necessarily when you're booked every ten minutes and all of your ten minute slots are already totally full. But yeah. that is the nice, courteous thing to do. Have all your questions been answered today? Is there any other concern or something that we we haven't addressed? Um, See, but even that though, that, I think that, even, even with that, you're still going to get the doorknob question because if you don't say, if uh, somebody says, like, if somebody knows, like, I have something with my genitals or something like that, you have to say, like, you have to bring up that region. You have to, you have, you have to personally say, like. You have any questions about you know because if you don't yeah. say it first then 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 you're always going to get that like that doorknob question of, well hold on there's just one minor thing that i just you know I thing. I just, <laughs> my wife said i had to tell you i had to tell you she doesn't think this is normal but um i get that a lot i um right and it, it well you know what i would say it's kind of it's both extreme sometimes around what you might think is embarrassing and personal because other times it, it they just blurred it right out. Well, that's and you're true. just like, oh, all right, that's what we're doing. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> just like, uh, I don't know which way is better. It's, it's probably like the middle of the road approach is better. So, um, you could you could market that the um, the medical doll. They probably have those. Oh, don't Google that. Don't Google 
Oh, I'm doing in it. In the right Gold. <laughs> I mean, you, maybe you already have, but just clear that for cookie search. But, um, right. And you could just, you give them that and like a, like a wipeable, just give them a whiteboard Ex with a body outline on it in a, in a little marker, dry erase pen. Exactly. And just draw, yeah. draw where it, circle anything on here that you have an issue with that you'd like mm -hmm. to talk about because you know what that's i'm telling you that's i think that's to be the quickest way to always address people's issues because that way otherwise like you said you're going to get that doorknob question a hundred times out of a hundred times because people don't well right. like you said unless they're really just forthcoming but like you said part of that is probably just like who they are but also right or they know, more with them yeah they know you well enough yeah you gotta feel comfortable they've already approached you in the yeah, they've already approached you in the grocery store enough times that they're like, well, I can just tell her anything. Yes. Could you please Thanks. not show me your genitals in the in the grocery store? I, I would. We can, no, we can they're just... not gonna. I can't. They're not letting us shop here anymore. Like we can't do this. It's getting bad. Can we save this for the um, office? <laughs> I know, but I would say on that. So I do think that is. It's a little trash. It happens. You're gonna get those questions. If you've done medicine long enough, you just you expect yeah. it. It's gonna happen, and yeah. it's part of the job. And it's it's just it's what you do. Yes. Um, it's, it's a privilege that people tell you that stuff. I think you know. I mean, who? Yeah. When else? What other jobs do people just have to yeah. just be brutally honest with? Yeah. With Divulge their biggest concerns. Yeah. So I, you know. When you are having that really yuck day, which happens to all of us and whatever job you're doing, um, that is sometimes what you remember, right? This is really, and I thought that in my, as my bedside nursing stuff too, right? This is really a privilege. These are people at their most vulnerable um, and you get to be there with that. And that's, that's um, makes you feel like you're making a difference. That's something that, you know, yeah, special that you get let in on that. So yeah. you answer this, you answer the question. Yeah. So I guess what's it? Yeah. I would say it's 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 slightly. I'd say probably most physicians would say it's probably a little slightly annoying. Not because you're asking, only because like the, a lot of times that you've you've already gone through a half hour session, maybe you know, and then you know danced around things that you weren't even that concerned about to really get to the real thing. And then on the patient side, just try to be as forthcoming as possible. Try to understand that like it's like this is a medical professional. They have seen and heard pretty much everything. So just try to, as soon as possible, say the thing if you have booked your appointment under a uh, another somewhat false reason, you know? Another false reasoning. I, you know, the other piece that I suppose people wouldn't know, and again, you could probably extrapolate this out to like other professions have the same thing. You might throw something out to us that you don't think is a big deal. I mean, it might be a big deal to you personally, you're embarrassed about it, you don't want to talk about it, but from uh, trying to sort out the cause of it or the diagnosis of it or the significance of it might make it kind of a bigger deal. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, you might see it as something pretty simple, and we're like, oh, man, that is, like, that's complex. This could be, like, five things, and two of them could kill you. So yeah. now I really do have to sit back down, or we really do have to say, this is important, and it deserves, like, my full attention to just this. So that's why mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to come back tomorrow for just that so that we yeah. can really give it as much time. And that can be annoying to patients, but like, that's just, sometimes there's just stuff you don't know that we are thinking about. Um, I mean, make, I'd like the only first example I would say would be like, um, 
you know, my car's making some weird noise. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's just like a, a rock that's stuck in the tire. Like, I'll just bop in and ask them to do whatever. And and they're like, yeah, really, you know, that's this or this or this. Like, it could be this huge other thing. And they're like, yeah, that, that's not just a quick fix. Nice try, Sarah. Um, so sometimes that, you know, that can apply to some of the medical stuff as well. If a provider is like, ah, oh, sometimes that isn't really annoyance. It might even just be concern of like, okay, yeah, this is, this is a bigger deal. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to need some, this dedicated time for just this. I'm glad you told me, but now I am going to have to probably say come back because we really have to sort this out. So yeah. I mean, you know, that's good. That's that doesn't good. Well, you know what, go with the truth trash, but. No, it does. And that goes back. That also ties into number one, which is be 100% honest when you come in. You know, we listen, we, we took it all the way back circle. Number one, be honest with your provider. If you be honest with your provider from the get-go about everything you're doing, about your history, and about what you're really there for, it will make everything go smoother and ensure that you get the care that you need. Yeah. Yes. And if you if you have a provider that you don't feel like you can be like that with, then go find one you can. I mean, that's yeah. a take home message, right? Exercise your your choice. Just apply the same stuff you do to everything else. You know, I don't. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't just and walk look, into any hair salon and let anybody <laughs> do what I have done. That I don't do that yeah. anymore. I've done no. that all the time. You know, so Not why would you just walk into any medical facility and just just take no. whoever's there. It's not, yeah. And that's why we're doing this. Literally, that's why this, so you guys are at home, you know, this is why we are doing this. We're doing this podcast literally so that you can get to know Sarah and what she thinks, how she operates so that you can make an educated decision on if you want to work with her because that way you know who she is and how she feels about things and her, you know, and that's what we want. We want you to be able to get to know her and then if you are in the uh, Burlington area, hey, please give her a call, and if you are not in the Burlington area, she does do telehealth uh, visits, so you could be a long-distance patient of hers. So, um, so thank you guys all for yeah, thank you for, for the plug, Kevin. Thank you for the plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, yeah. uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We uh, super appreciate you guys listening to us, and um, we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye.